Ever wonder how some people get so much done? Today on Techspiration, we'll talk to the man who has answered that question by talking to the world's most productive people. Coming up, our interview with Eric Fisher. You're listening to Techspiration with Mike St. Pierre and Nancy Caramonico, where we talk about technology as it impacts education. As you know, we've had some of the very best guests in the world of education and most recently in the area of productivity. And today's guest is no exception. He is Eric Fisher, and he is the host and the curator of one of my very favorite podcasts called Beyond the To-Do List. And he's also the co-author of a fantastic book called Ready, Aim, Fire, A Practical Guide to Setting and Achieving Goals. Uh, Most recently, he's become the community manager for Social Media Examiner. And not for nothing, he's a big fan of bacon. So (laughs) Eric, on behalf of Nancy and myself, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's, It's great to be here. Is there anything that you'd like to add to that? No, I think you've you've covered it all pretty much. So yeah. Okay. So we're recording this show. It's late August, and uh, I'm here in Jersey, and Nancy is uh, just a little ways south in Philadelphia. Nancy, I bet our listeners would probably like to know you have been sort of dealing with a little bit of adversity lately, and maybe you could fill <laughs> us in on that. Oh uh, yes. Well, I was having a wonderful bike ride on on in Savannah on vacation, riding along on my. <laughs> on my bike with my aunt and I fell off and broke my ankle and had to have surgery last week. So um, productivity has taken on a whole new name for me because (laughs) I'm kind of trying to get things done uh, mostly from my sofa and when I'm used to being somewhere, you know, either doing a workshop or things like that. So, so it's been, it's been kind of interesting. So, so I'm kind of turning some things inside out, but I know it. It's just a temporary thing. <laughs> so you're, and Nancy's kind of living the beyond the to-do list because she's really, you know, kind of questioning and having to recalibrate how she works. And uh, I know that's a lot of the things that you talk about in your podcast, Eric. So um, I guess Nancy, why don't we uh, get rocking and rolling with our first question for Eric? Okay, Eric, I'm so excited that you're here today again. Just thank you, and, and thanks to Michael for reaching out to you and, and having you here with us today. You are known as a leading voice for those of us trying to get more productive in everyday life. Of all of the people you've interviewed, what could you say have been two or three common threads that have surfaced? Let's see. Well, two or three common threads that I would say have surfaced have always been uh, intentionality, deciding to do something is, is kind of the first step because being okay with where you're at means you won't change anything or you'll, you'll feel that, that angst or that grumbling inside yourself, but you won't decide to change anything, you know, like that's the first step towards productivity is acknowledging you have a problem. Um, <laughs> so intentionality, deciding, putting things in place, um, and then there's a reason that I ask a certain question on almost every episode, not all of them, but most of them, which is in an ideal world, how do you start your day, is because there's this theme, this thread that by starting each day right, you carry on through the day 
that productivity that you you sparked off first thing in the morning. And and again, for a lot of people, that means making the right choices, not just for what you're going to do first thing in the morning, but how you're going to end the night before. So <laughs> that's just you can't overlook that the importance of that. And honestly, I think one of the other pieces is uh, I try to balance things out, not just about learning how people get a ton of stuff done, but how they have a a balanced life or a blended life or a, um, you know, they tip the scales or they have flexibility. In other words, that they're not workaholics and always on, but that they have margin or um, pacing. There's a lot of different, you can tell I'm saying a lot of different words, mm-hmm. hoping to kind of do the catch-all mm-hmm. here. Ultimately, what I'm saying is, is don't be 24-7. Be 20 well, uh, 24 would be all 24 hours, so I don't, <laughs> press, I don't, I don't tell people to do that. Uh, uh, I, I definitely don't do more than six days a week, mm-hmm. and if you can cut back to, I don't know how many hours was would be reasonable, but fill in fill in the gap there. Eight hour workday, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. three, four, five hours of enjoyment and and all that. In other words, take a take a day off, take some time off, pace yourself. Don't just be working you know, 60 to 80 hour work weeks, because you're probably not getting much more done than you really could have with the 40. Gotcha. So, so really a common thread would be the productivity is there to, to help you kind of bat. You're, you're definitely getting more done, but then that is helping you to build in some balance too. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that's the, I mean, again, that's the whole point for me especially is, is, and I even said this recently and it kind of blew my mind that I said it, I said, it's not lazy to want to spend more time, to, to work less and want to spend more time with family or doing things you like. Right. Isn't that kind of the point? Right. Sure. Is yeah, sure. you want to be effective, whatever that means for you, or efficient, which means cranking out more in less time uh, with whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a, an, it's a knowledge-based or if it's cranking widgets, that you're doing that faster or more effectively or more efficiently so that you're not always having to do that and you can do the other things that you want to do. And, I, and I'm not discounting the whole, you know, hey, if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that's fine, but there's still, you know, there's still effort and energy experience you know, expounded on <laughs> or expended is, yeah, yeah to, for doing that. So it's not like you don't have to recharge after doing something that you love. You may feel recharged, you know, in your spirit or in your, uh, you know, just internally <laughs> by doing that work, but that doesn't mean that physically you're not being drained to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. again, you've got to pace yourself. You've got to, you know, even, even, um, People that are doing higher calling work take a day off. You know, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. the same day as everybody else, but still. Right. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know Nancy and I. You know, a lot of the audiences we speak to tend to be faith-based schools or, or church communities, and I find one of the things I need to tell people over and over again is give yourself permission to practice Sabbath. To like, just as you said, that um, you know, taking a rest it it makes so much sense for so many different reasons. And it's sort of a paradox because you do end up being more productive by resting. So um, I want to talk, Eric, about, you know, the sense of life balance that you're practicing right now in your new role as community manager at Social Media Examiner. But before I do that, I have to ask, and I never really thought of this before, what was your inspiration to start this podcast? Because I think you have a number of different 
shows that you either curate or, or you're the host of. What was the, the origin of starting Beyond the To-Do List? Well, I, I knew that I wanted to do a solo show. And after time passed, I had about six months incubator, incubator where I was thinking about this idea. And it, it wasn't a productivity show at all at first. It was just me talking solo, kind of like if you've ever heard Michael Hyatt's original podcast, sure. he, he'd talk and and then he started his and he beat me to it. So I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> but uh, And I love his show. So that, yeah, that's great you show. Know. And now he's changed it all up. So maybe that's up for grabs. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but I I had stopped doing the regular weekly podcast that I was doing with a co-host uh, with Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, it was a social media based show, and then I just realized, you know what? I kind of want to do something. Maybe I'll do a blog. Maybe I'll do a podcast. It took me a while. It took me about six months. But once I once enough of the inspiration hit of well, I want to talk to people. Like I want to interview people. And this was before there was a lot more interview shows out there. Two years plus ago. And I, I realized that's what I want to do, but what do I want? What do I want to learn from them? I knew I wanted to learn from them and I wanted to kind of network and, and, you know, get to know those people as well, which has been great. It's happened. And it started to, I started to realize, well, what's, what's one thing that I could talk to everybody about, regardless of what their background is or where they've come from or what they're doing if I could help, if I could learn, honestly, how to self-manage a bit better, that's something everybody's doing. And then it suddenly hit me, wait, that's productivity. Oh, this is, this is, this could be good. And the, so then once that idea started to form, um, the rest kind of came within about a month and a half or so. And, and I just knew I had to do it. So I started down the road and realized it was starting to click in place. So then I launched it. <laughs> nice. And people like it. I mean, you can clearly tell you, yeah. you rate really, really highly on iTunes, which is awesome. So, Eric, what are, what's some advice you have for teachers in terms of work-life balance? Um, you know, they're, they're typically people who bring work home with them, uh, grading papers, et cetera. And the other thing is, I know for me as a school leader, I, I honestly can say my work is never finished. You know, I mean, even when I'm on vacation – I, I genuinely don't feel like my work is ever finished. So what's some advice you have for people in schools and especially professional educators or school leaders? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's the thing for me is that it, it's one of those things. I mean, even it just it goes back to that margin. It goes back to that, you know, in a faith-based language, it's, it's that Sabbath. It's that taking that day. Uh, I, I think that faith-based people, honestly, which I am part of, tend to be, <laughs> unfortunately, some of the ones who break this That's true. Uh, yeah. principle the most, and they have the most <laughs> reason to do so. I mean, heck, it's one of the Ten Commandments, That's for right. that matter. Um, <laughs> so to say that I understand it completely, I mean, there's there are days where I try to figure out, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is I think it's one of the most important things is that you take that time and set aside that time and figure it out. And I'm not going to say that it's simple or easy. I do know that it's worth it. I do know that if you can't, there, there's a lot of, if you can't take a full day off, because I mean, even again, if you're taking time off and, and I, I've wrestled with this a bunch, thinking about it with, uh, in, in terms of, you don't want to think about, uh, you're, you know, say you're off on Saturday and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm not doing any of my career work today. But I, so we're just going to enjoy ourselves. But 
<laughs> that doesn't mean you don't have, if you have young children, that tends to be work. Sure. You know, and, and so it's like, well, how do I make that not be work? How do I make that also not be work on a, you know, you can't just take a weekend off from the kids as much as some would wish you could. And <laughs> not my so kids. It, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's almost like, well, if, if, if there's two parents in the household, great. Maybe one of them can quote unquote be the on call person for the, for Saturday and the, and then you switch. I've, you know, I've tried to think about how to make that work in, in our house. And I ultimately, um, think that it works best if hello. Oh, I lost him too. Oh, we may have had a Skype error there. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me, uh, looks like it's recalling, Eric. There we go. No problem. We can always make edits. Eric, are okay. you back? Looks like it's still calling him. No, we haven't had this happen before. No. Let's see. I'm going to send him a message here. Hmm. Okay. He was probably talking for five minutes. Aw. <laughs> I got to get his books now. Yeah. Let's see. All right, I'm going to hang up on Eric. And I'm now going to add him. Here we go. No worries. Nothing we can't handle. All right, we are recalling. Here we go. Eric, are you back with us? Hmm. That's strange. Yeah. Let me... Hmm. Okay, no worries. I like your... I like your... Your calm, under-pressure voice. <laughs> I, I, you know, I had a conference call the other day with the Board of Trustees, and we had a technical problem, and... I was not so calm behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> it was a real problem. Add to call. Okay, let me try to add him one more time here. Looks like it's dialing in. Hello, Eric? Hello. Hey, uh, sorry about that. We lost you for a sec. All right. Uh, I have audio. Eric, you still with us? Sounds like he, lo he lost us again. Hmm. Sounds like it's on his end. He's dropping out. Yeah. That's nice for a change, right? Usually it's on my side or something. Yeah, I did a webinar today that kept dropping me out. So at first I thought maybe it was my my line. Yeah, that can be frustrating. Uh, let's see. Eric, you back with us? No, darn. Hmm. Seems like we keep losing you. We'll try to add you again to the call. 
Hey, <laughs> sorry about that, Eric. I I, uh, I don't know if that has that ever happened to you in your casts. Oh, I feel like we're losing them again. Shoot. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, uh, <laughs> nothing we can't solve here. What's the CU? So I wonder. Yeah, he's 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 on Skype too. Um, uh huh. That that'd be a good question to ask him. I think he. I think most people use Skype. Um, let me try one more time here, and if this doesn't work, then we'll figure out Plan B. This, you know, it's funny, Nancy. This is one of the reasons why I like to keep our cast short. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I've just seen this happen. Yeah. It seems like more often than you'd like. Yeah. Cause you can circle back and answer another question or two but yeah. to recreate the whole thing. I know it's tricky. Ah, rats. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, let's see here. All okay on your end. It's weird. It is weird. I'm so excited he works for Social Media Examiner. Yeah, that's cool, right? I've uh, gone to their... Um, okay, he just I, said he just restarted Skype. Okay. Okay. Um, I went to their online summit mm -hmm. when I first... Uh, three years ago. I'm still thinking of signing up for this year. Uh -huh. Okay. So really, hey, ahead. Eric. <laughs> Sorry See about that. Works. No, no problem. Skype can be picky. Yeah, that's um, we've had some issues with Google Hangouts, so that's why we switched over to Skype. And um, but, anyways, nothing we can't edit. Uh, so I think we're okay. And um, Nancy, you want to jump right into uh, question number three? Sure. So when you talk about productivity. Um, do you think that the nonprofit sector lags in productivity since its sense of deadlines can be elastic? You know, when you talk about schools, you know, our main business is educating students. So, yes, we're very dedicated to being productive. But do you see a difference in different um, sectors, specifically nonprofit? You know, I think that there could be. I mean, it, it, for me, it's always been more of a. It, it's a very interesting question, and, and I remember that uh, one of the things that really drove me originally was that whole, you know, Franklin Covey planner type stuff, and that was, mm -hmm. you know, early days, late '90s, early '80s, late '80s, something like somewhere somewhere around in in there before you know, per, per PDAs and smartphones mm -hmm. existed, and those were always kind of relegated towards basically corporate business type you know organizations there right. really wasn't a lot out there for productivity or you know getting things done for the school teacher or or you know nonprofits and things like that i mean non some nonprofits would run on business management and leadership type you know advice or books and and that's great but i think it's a whole other animal and it's even more of a whole other animal these days when you've got a lot of nonprofits and small or even solo entrepreneur people and this this entire spectrum. So do I think it's important for everybody? Yes. I think though that I think everybody's at different kind of stages of realizing 
uh, where they are at and what kind of an output they can have or how effective they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that ultimately <laughs> when it comes to education, that's one of the things where I realized that I had, I mean, that's one of the driving factors to me being in productivity at all was how horrible a student I used to be <laughs> and how that started to become a realization of, well, I better cover myself on this and learn how to, you know, cover my weaknesses on that. And that's where, I mean, you know, that's my superhero productivity story mm-hmm. origins. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely there. I think that, but it, it's one of those things where I always felt, you know, if we're not teaching students <laughs> to to budget their time as well as their money and some of those other you know basic human skills that we they should be learning before they walk out the door and and you can build that up you build that up slowly over time so it's manageable and doable so yeah I, I think it's definitely necessary that's mm-hmm. that's great advice and you know it's sort of interesting as we're talking to people on this cast um, you know some of them are like quote unquote school people you know <laughs> like like people like Nancy and me who work in schools and all that. But a lot of the most fascinating answers to our questions have come from people who don't consider themselves to be, you know, maybe the best students in the past, but they're very successful like you. And a lot of times their perspective on students is, is fantastic. Like we had Mike Slowinski and Mike Vardy and, mm. you know, their advice for schools was really, really profound. And, um, you know, I can, I kind of think a lot of us are thinking, gee, there are ways that I think, especially with sort of this kind of information overload piece that a lot of students deal with, I think their you know productivity ninja skills are even more important nowadays, and, and it's kind of incumbent on us to help them um, just track all their commitments and get things out of their head and all those kind of GTD esque kinds of things that you know I know you talk a lot about on your show. So um, you know what we've asked some previous guests what their um, tips would be for school students. I think we'd like to ask you, Eric, if you could cat, if you could coach um, a Catholic school leader uh, who say they they really want to be more productive, but you walk into their office and it's just a mess. You know, it looks like a bomb went off. Um, <laughs> and and imagine you had six months to to work with this person, this man or this woman who's you know got a great heart, great faith. They're really making a difference, but behind the scenes, they're really disorganized and their sense of productivity is just not as sharp as it should be. Um, what would be the skills that you would coach with that school leader over the course of, say, six months? Man, so over the course of six months, I mean, you'd want to start by, I mean, honestly, the way I would start is I would try to poke holes and saying, you know, <laughs> sort of circumstantially by saying either were we friends and it was just that I offered to do it, do it, or did somebody suggest <laughs> I come in and help them? Because that kind of that that context really changes how you approach it. Yeah, uh, especially especially if in the beginning there's just resistance to thinking they don't need any help mm-hmm. because. Everybody really does. I mean, even even the most. I mean, heck, even Mike Vardy, who was recently on my show, like the both of us, we were talking before and after when we recorded that. You know, it's like, hey, man, I you know I screwed this up. Oh yeah, me too. And it's like, you know, it it's not one of those things where once you talk about productivity and you learn some stuff, it's you're perfect. It's just it's not that way. So we could all use some improvement, and I think that would be the thing. Is I would I would try to come at it from the right context. Come at it from, okay, well, let me observe, let me ask questions, let me see if I can give you a quick win. You know, in the same way that if 
a teacher for a student can help a student get one small piece of it quickly and boost their confidence and motivation, that would be the approach that I would take. Uh, I mean, that's what I do with my daughter. I mean, she, I think it was just the other night, she was frustrated about doing some of her homework. I said, well, what's the issue? And she said, well, I'm, I, I need to do this. And I said, okay, well, do you know this? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, write that out. And right. so she knew all the tools. She knew what she needed to do. It was that I needed to help her. I needed to convince her that she knew enough to figure out the answer herself without me telling her. So it was kind of a coaching through that. And so, you know, to translate it, that back over to a, an adult who should know better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, that is kind of the thing. It's sometimes it can be a, an embarrassing thing, right. honestly, right. It, you know, uh, to be an adult, to be someone, an adult in authority, even right. who quote unquote should know better. And so, yeah, just walking them through, you know, okay, well, what, is, what are the responsibilities you have? Do you feel where, where do you think and feel you could do better? Where do you think maybe you have a mastery of it? And then walk me through that because I hopefully would, you know, in a place where they think they've got got it all covered, I could probably find one thing and say, what about this? Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and just, and, and again, starting with a small win or a, a quick win, I should say, that helps them trust me, <laughs> first off, and two, makes them feel better and make them feel that it's not impossible and yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it, I mean, it's going to be circumstantial across the board, whoever I talk to, but you know, six months is a long time. You could, you can change a lot in six months. So that's the truth, right? I mean, you can, in a week, you can change a lot just by writing things down or carrying a little notebook around or just making a point to clear your desk before you leave at night. I mean, and like yeah. you said, these are small wins. They don't take a lot of intelligence, you know, for thankfully for me, that's really good news, you know. <laughs> so um, we've been talking with Eric Fisher, our guest today on Techspiration. He is the curator and founder and podcaster behind Beyond the To-Do List, which is one of my favorites, very, very popular. He's also the co-author of Ready, Aim, Fire, A Practical Guide to Setting and Achieving Goals. Uh, Eric, we're, we're almost out of time for today. Any final thoughts in terms of uh, what might be next in, in your work, whether it's on the cast or in other parts of your, your ministry and your work? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to an interview that I've got had scheduled for months now. It's a follow-up interview with David Allen that's coming up, and I'm aiming to make this the best conversation out there with him that will help you understand what getting things done is and how you can get around uh, and get past some of the the hurdles or the objections that people have to the system. Uh, so that's one I'm really looking forward to. There's also a follow-up book coming out in about a week or two called Hit the Mark. It's uh, all about focus and time and energy. So I'm really looking, I'm excited about that one a lot. Wow, those sound really exciting, and you know, especially that your first David Allen interview is awesome. But uh, I can't wait for the second one. Is it true he's got a follow-up book coming out? Yeah, that's kind of. I was lucky. <laughs> I, I asked. I said, you know, it'd be great to have him on again. Let me see when that might be available. And and his wife again shot back within 24 hours an email just saying, hey, he'd love to. Uh, he's working on updates for a new version of the book, and here's when we can do it. And I said, oh, new version. Great. That means I get to be in the forefront of those interviews that come out about that. So I'm so really cool. excited. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, you've been so gracious with your time today. We, we've learned so much from you. And uh, for anybody who hasn't subscribed to Beyond the To-Do List, please make sure you do. It, the, the episodes are not that long. They're perfect for, for my commute into work. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. And uh, Eric, uh, thank you so much for being our guest today. And uh, here's to your ongoing success online and in print. And thanks again to all of our listeners for listening to another edition of Techspiration. We'll see you next time. Okay. Eric, thank you again. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been great. And uh, hope to meet you in person sometime. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. So that was our interview with Eric Fisher. He was a great guest, and it really was cool talking with him. Please be sure to listen to his podcast, Beyond the To-Do List, and you can find that at beyondthetodolist.com. You can also follow Eric on Twitter. That's at Eric J. Fisher. And you can always get more information about me, Mike St. Pierre, at my website, speakdigital.org, or about my co-host, Nancy Caramonico, at nancycaramonico.com. On Twitter, Nancy is ncara, at N-C-A-R-A. And you know how to find me on Twitter, at The Daily Saint. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Techspiration. We'll see you next time.